Hello, everybody. Megazardex here. Back at it again to give you another very exciting video. And for today, oh, we got my Zarcast episode 36 to go through and talk about tonight. Not a whole bunch of topics tonight, but it's just enough to keep the show going, at least for at least a solid hour is what I'm kind of ba basically banking on. Because um, I just mainly, it's going to be a, a heavily focused Nintendo um, discussion for tonight. Going to talk about some of the stuff that, some topics that was brought up during the Nintendo shareholders meeting, and then everything else that was presented within the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase that was focusing on all the third-party games, though. But I'm not here alone uh, with me tonight. I got I got my good pal, Sonic U. How's it going, man? Going good. Just playing a bit of Monster Hunter right now. Which, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Well, Shoot, we'll probably later, talk about that later. a little later, and it's gonna be like two different times at two different points, though. But yeah, I, I know you got some stuff to say on that, though. So uh, normally I'll jump straight up into that pop culture segment, but um, I ain't got nothing in the pop culture segment at least for this week. It's, it's kind of slow outside of that direct, though. But I do know that um, um, Thor: Love and Thunder comes out this Friday. I'll probably either watch it Friday or Saturday. So next episode, you'll hear my thoughts on that movie. What I got to say on that, though. But uh, outside of that, uh, we'll go ahead and jump straight up into uh, what's in that gaming news. All right, so first up, I wanted to talk about the Nintendo shareholder meeting. Normally, I don't talk about this stuff too much unless... It kind of went through and updated the um the t or they updated the games and stuff in terms of like their numbers, like how it sold in the millions and stuff like that. But there was two things that was brought up by some of those shareholders um that actually kind of made me start to scratch my head. I was like, okay, I might actually want to talk about this. Uh, first thing is is um when you started looking at the numbers of where Nintendo kind of put their money at, one thing that they saw kind of shooting up really high was Nintendo was buying a lot more raw materials, or at least the raw materials cost, has shot up way higher. This is like the highest year it's ever been out of any of the other previous year, even out shooting the year, what was it, 2019 Sonic Q, whenever the Switch Lite release and that new uh, Switch variant? I think so. It, I think, yeah, it's even more than that year, and we knew that that year they released the, the updated Switch model and the Switch Lite, so... I mean, that's kind of saying something right there. So I'm like, it, it's kind of made people thinking, is there a Switch Pro coming? Kind of, I'm, I'm sick and tired of those rumors with the Switch Pro, though. Yeah, I don't but, really see a Switch Pro ever happening. I don't, especially with the chip shortage and stuff like that. But I do think they noticed that there is an issue getting these, you know, getting the chips or getting some of these other components that it will take to make a Switch or even a successor to the Switch. And I can see why there might be stockpiling some of these materials now. So when we get later, like we're in the fifth year of the Switch. Honestly, we could see the system going for, I think, three more years tops. And then lo and behold, we'll, we'll be looking right at the what will be the successor after the Switch, whether it be like a Super Nintendo Switch or something like that, though. But Super, they, Switch. <laughs> Super Switch. Super Switch. I kind of like that name. Like, I kind of... Yeah, pull like what they did with the SNES. I, I feel like that's all you got to do. Let's call it super, no extra fancy little gimmicks and stuff like that. I mean, yes, you might be able to change the Joy-Cons out, maybe change the little grips on it, though. But uh, that's all I want from like the successor to the Switch. Make everything backwards compatible. 
where if you wanted to download something that you bought digitally on the regular Switch eShop, you should be able to download it on your new system. That's all I'm asking for. And then um, you wouldn't have to worry about well, what is there to play at launch and all that stuff, though. But the fact that they're buying all these components make me think, hopefully it's not a pro. Hopefully they're just preparing for what will come after the Switch, though. But Yeah, like another, like an, uh, uh, the next console. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking it's the next console, the next thing we went from Wii U to Switch. Whatever comes after Switch, I think this is what it's going towards. I feel like they kind of know what they because you know when Nintendo's done making one system, they're already going into like the the idea planning phase of what's the next system. They're always you know constantly thinking about that. So I feel like they're probably got some finalized ideas now. Now they kind of know what they need to work with, so they're probably just kind of stocking up, which is kind of smart. Because the price of everything since COVID, it, it's it's been kind of crazy. It's been kind of crazy. Ugh. I, I hate all the production issues and all that stuff. Like, even the the Monster Hunter uh, Rise Amiibo, there, there's no word of that yeah. coming out. There's no like, word. I didn't, I didn't see anything about that, which is, like, really weird. But I think even on their website, I think there was, a, like, a little information thing, like, oh, hey, here are these new upcoming Amiibos coming out, yada, yada, yada. And I think they actually took that mess down. Like, we don't know anything about it. Except for over there, and I think in the Japan markets, I think you can still pre-order them. But no one's actually getting them unless you got the um, the limited edition thing for uh, Sunbreak. Then I think that Amiibo is there. But the other two, for sure, are missing in action or getting that special Amiibo itself. It, it, it's not there. So that that's the one kind of weird thing about this whole entire thing. But uh, yeah, so I, that, that's pretty much it in terms of that first one. And then the second thing is, it was kind of interesting because one of the shareholders, I guess, you, you know how it is when you buy stocks. If you buy like so much amount of stock, you can actually show up in this meeting and actually ask Nintendo questions. Well, one of them basically um said, um, you know, like, wh when are you going to make like a new F-Zero or when are you going to make a new Star Fox or whatever? Basically asking them, like, when is Nintendo going to make more of those franchise games? that kind of went dormant for a little bit of time. Because honestly, F-Zero, the last one I think we had was on the GameCube or GBA, one of the two. But console-wise, it was the GameCube one. I still need to try to get that game up for my collection, though. But um, that was the last time we had that one. And basically, like, the president kind of stood up and he basically said, uh, it's realistically difficult to develop new titles and remakes including sequels for every Nintendo game that people request, but we are grateful and appreciate the, you know, expectations our fans have for our game. So it is kind of sad and disappointing when you look at the logistics of stuff, the fact that it's kind of hard for them to actually, like, for any company, really, if they were just to go out and say, here's a new entry in Star Fox, here's a new entry in Earthbound, here's a new entry for F-Zero and et cetera, and you know, all the things that had wave race. Golly, last wave race we had was on the GameCube or whatever, though. You can go even further back, though. So I, I, I know people want those new games. Me personally, I really want a Kid Icarus. Come on, Nintendo, please. It's about time. Just remaster the one that was on the 3DS. Just, just port that mess over. I'll, I'll buy it again. I'll buy it again. I love those online modes. But that thought aside, though, it, it is unfortunate, but it's just a tough reality of it, though. Uh, Sonic, what's a game that you kind of wanted from Nintendo that's been dormant for a while? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm. A game that's been dormant. Um, I know some people. It's not really think a game of... from from, Nin 
It's not really a game from Nintendo. It's more of a Capcom game, but like I really do want to see Beautiful Joe to come back. That thing has been dead for like a very long time. Hmm. Other than that, like I don't know, on the top of my head, I can't really think of one. Cause I know some people wanted Rhythm Heaven. I know some people wanted Golden Sun. I actually picked up the two Golden Sun things on my Wii U. Maybe I have to get around to playing it. You know, those went dormant. Um, I mean, when was the last time we had a new Excite Bite, a new Punch Out? I said F Zero. That's Earthbound. Uh, Pilot Wings. I mean, shoot. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Man, I, I don't understand why they had to make another Wave Race. Like that's kind of crazy. I. I don't know why they had to mess with that. Um, and there's probably some other stuff I'm not even personally thinking off the top of my head, though. I mean, the Switch has been doing good with bringing a lot of stuff over, though. But there's still quite a bit of stuff that's still kind of missing, though. But, man. Oh, well. Well, I guess we can keep hoping and see what Nintendo does. Because I do remember, at least in this little interview thing with the shareholders thing, I think they actually mentioned about um, what, what was that one game we got a couple years ago? Um Famicom Detective Club. I know oh. somebody, yeah, somebody mentioned that in one of the previous ones, and they couldn't say anything at the time because they were actually already making, uh, working on that. So I knew that one, that was like ancient old. We're talking about NES, and they brought that mess to the to the Switch, at least, you know, making it remade and stuff. Because I played the, uh, what was the title? The one, I think it's the one that's left behind. I don't know. The one that was, um the one with the red background on it, though. I had a blast on that. Streamed the whole series on that one, though. I don't know, maybe I'll get around to playing the other game in the series, though. But I know there's, like, three games in the series. They remade the first two, and maybe, if we're lucky, we'll get a third one. I guess it depends on the sales of those numbers. But I, I hadn't heard anything about the sales on those numbers, though. But, um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it, unless you had anything else to say on that one, Sonic Youth. No, not really. All righty. Well, with that out the way, we'll go ahead and jump up into the meat and potatoes, because... uh. Lo and behold, the time has finally come. We finally got Nintendo's presentation for the month of June. We were all thinking it was going to be a big general Nintendo Direct. But lo and behold, Nintendo was like, ah, ah, no, no. Are y'all expecting that? No, get that out of your mind. We ain't doing this now. It's going to be a partner. When show then, uh, you, you have a hunter rank, right? And with each quest that you do, you level up, so to speak. In order to get into Sunbreak, you need to at least be at 100 rank 50, and you have to do this very specific quest called the Narwa, Narwa the All Mother, which uh, it's not that bad of a hunt, but it, you'd have a it, essentially this game is a is a multiplayer game first because you have a lot more fun playing with other people than you do by yourself. Not to say like solo hunts aren't any fun, but you get a lot more enjoyment from like playing with with other with friends. I should say. Hmm. Yeah, so far, uh, I haven't beaten it yet, but as as uh, where I'm at right now, uh, I can fully say this game is definitely worth the $40, like the, the, the expansion, I should say. Yeah, uh, which, man, I, I feel like that, that almost... At least to you, does it feel like it's like a brand new game, at least for the most part? Yes, yes, it feels like a brand new game because they included like new locales. Um, they they uh, they changed up the gameplay. They also made element weapons in the game really good. 
There's like a whole lot of stuff. They also included a new uh, endemic life to support you on your hunts. Mm hmm. Yeah, so honestly, that whew, yeah, that's that's man. I they they packed this thing out. I, I'll say so myself. They they packed it out though. In goodness. Whew. No, they oh, went all out. I yeah, love they, it. It, it. The other thing that makes me kind of scratch my head on it is the fact that the fact that they put so much time up into this, knowing that at least they must have some kind of numbers in the back of their head knowing how much um they should know how many people actually probably went through and beat the game to where they can actually see and buy this content. Because imagine if they hadn't done their research and a lot of people hadn't gotten to that threshold. So then it's harder to sell DLC as like basically a post game. But I guess they they figured out enough people kind of went through and beat it though. So at least that's kind of some good on them. Because I guess in terms of, it basically extends Monster Hunter. Because I know, at least for Alexis, like once he got to the end, I think he, he kind of sat it down. But at least... This is, you know, kind of made him be able to pick up the game once more. Yeah. All righty. Well, was there anything else to that, or should we move on to the next one? Uh, that's all I gotta say. Um, I think right now it's on sale for like thirty dollars for like if anyone is interested. And uh, yeah. And uh, Zard, if uh, if you're on our play, uh, I know the the other group, our our like our friend group. Um, they're helping out. They're helping Sylveon out with like going through like the base game. So if you ever want to like you know go into, it, you can ask them. Oh, okay. All righty. Yeah, uh, I feel like I probably should pick up the game, but there's always something else to play on top of it. I'll get to it eventually. I don't know if I keep saying this to myself, but I'll try to get to it eventually. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and move on to the next thing. It, it was a it was a good way to basically kind of start off the show. Um, with that though but then this is the game i actually called out and i told y'all the day before i said hey watch this this is gonna <laughs> show up in the show yes near automata is um coming to the switch and, and at first y'all were like what the heck but i was like watch watch it show up here i was like i kid y'all not and lo and behold there it is and the funny thing i know a lot of people have been talking about online and i know i think you mentioned it as well the fact that square enix got this running natively on the switch and you can't even get like Kingdom Hearts, at least the 1.5 and 2.5 running natively on the Switch. I was like, what the heck? I'd much rather them give us Nier Automata than the Kingdom Hearts. Nier Automata is like a way better game. Oh, goodness. No, that, that, was, that, was, my, that was my only little frustration when I realized that. Because um, from what I heard with the one, or at least the release on the PS4, even then, I don't think the frame rate was at least super stable. Did I hear like no, there was like no, some the little hiccups? No, the regular PS4, it wasn't super. It wasn't really stable. It would dip to like fifty frames. But if you played on the PS4 Pro or the PS5, you'd have like a consistent like sixty frames. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's good. So honestly, when I saw this coming to the Switch, I was like, you know what? I was like, I knew I probably wanted to play it once I get like my first original slate of games I already purchased. Because I feel like if I get this game, it's probably going to be one I actually do purchase for myself. But then I started thinking, I was like, oh, I, I guess I'll probably get it on the PS5 or whatever, though. But then, um, but now that they announced it on the Switch, I was like, you know, th this game probably could have some value going in the future. Because, like, more people are probably going to own the ones that's, like, on the PlayStation or whatever. But I could see a Switch copy at least holding its value up a little a little bit more, at least later down the road, though. Because I think yeah. 
they said they basically remade this game from the ground up so that way it can be compatible for the Switch or something like that? I think they, uh, that's my opinion, because like they'd have to do that much work for like Dragon Quest Eleven, so to speak. But apparently, it's not, it's by like a, the same studio that uh, I've seen it on actually the same dev team that that ported the the Bioshock to the Switch, and that runs fine from what I heard. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, some some good stuff, and uh, it will be coming out October sixth, which I actually kind of caught you by surprise because originally you thought the game was gonna come out later. And I was like, I was like, how did you miss the October or early twenty twenty three? I was like, well, I guess, I guess you just missed October. The reason why I said that is because, like, I know because like it didn't really seem like a game they'd been working on like for a long time, but apparently they were. So that that was what caught me by surprise. Like, it's really coming in October, and they and not even it's not even like it coming out early. It's just that the fact that they had a they have a release date. Like coming out this day on this month and this same year. I'm like, really? You're that confident? All right. And apparently it's gonna be like 720 like P 30 frames on a, on a handheld and 1080 and 30 frames on dock. Which I'm like, how are you doing this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And they almost got me to get it almost instantly on the Switch because I remember uh, on the Square Enix store they said. Uh, the pre-order, you get you get a shirt, which I know you got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, apparently you had to do it like within like the time frame of like when it came out, cause like I got I got a reply under my on one of my tweets saying that yeah I I sent a, uh, an email. Apparently like, I didn't get it, and they ordered within the first ten minutes, which I which you know worried me a little bit, cause like you know if I didn't get the shirt, then why would I pre-order from Square Enix since it's up on Amazon right now? Yeah. So I emailed uh, customer service asking like, or support, whatever. I emailed them. I uh, here's my order number. I just want to know if, whether or not I got the shirt. And sure enough, I got the shirt, which well, is like an easy like fifteen to twenty dollar shirt, if I'm being honest. But you probably can sell it online on eBay for like two hundred bucks. Nah, I'm keeping people it. People gonna people gonna people could buy it. I'm just saying you could. Nah, that's mean you would. That, I mean, resale wise, that would probably be like a thirty forty. Dollar shirt, honestly. Maybe forty. I was stretching at least sixty bucks. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. It just seems. You'll... I don't really see myself selling this shirt. I like it. I would like to wear it. Yeah. You. You probably just don't want to wear it too much to wear it if it. Um. I, I don't yeah. know what kind of material it has on the actual shirt, but you know how it is when you wear a shirt so many times it gets faded. You just don't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I guess that was basically it for uh, Nier Automata. Again, that comes out on October 6th, so if you're going to get the game, you don't have to wait too much longer, though. Uh, looking a little further along in the, the list of things, just going one by one, uh, next thing up was, um, golly, I don't, I don't even know what the name of this thing, though. Um, Lorelli and the Laser Eyes? I don't know. This is where Lorelei, I was like... I think Lorelei, it's called. Maybe? Something like that. I don't know. It didn't seem like it was my cup of tea. Was it yours? Uh, honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. A lot of the direct just kind of flew over my mind because I'm I'm just stuck on Monk Center, near Tomata, and a couple <laughs> other games. Bruh, I, I don't blame you. So I'll go ahead and blast through that one though. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the I'll next let you one... know what you like. <laughs> now the next one, I I gotta at least make a um, I have to at least point this one out. But Super Bomberman R two. 
I didn't think okay, they were gonna make one? another one. Cause I know one, the that... original one was a Switch launch game. Yeah. That one caught me by a bit of surprise too. I did I thought after like that that last one, that was like the last one they were gonna do. Yeah, which I, I guess because like, Bomberman doesn't really seem like a game like you you'd see like like a ton of, you know? Yeah. What yeah, because that's what I was thinking. But I guess it sold just enough with it being a launch game, maybe it actually managed to sell. Uh, a decent bit so i'm guessing that that's probably what was kind of running on in the back of their minds though but uh cool for the cool for the bomberman fans at least y'all get another game out yep all right now the next one okay now i know oh. mario mario Ooh. was probably flipping out i, I actually off with I, I, saw, too. I saw him flipping out too though but uh they they finally bring another collection for mega man and it is battle network dude this has been a, a collection that me, Chris, I know Taco's been wanting one, and Mario too. Cause like, at least for me personally, I played the ever ever crap ton out of uh, Mega Man Battle Network two, and as like as a kid, and my God, that was like some of the most fun I had with the with the game. That I didn't really think I would enjoy, cause like, it's really weird to explain the type of game that Mega Man like Battle Network is, cause it's like. Think of it as like a tactical RPG, a uh, trading card game, and a boxing game all in one. Golly. I, I'm a, I'll show you like a video of like the gameplay later, but like it's it. I know like with all that combined, it sounds like a weird mesh, like hodgepodge, like a, like a, a mess, but uh -huh. it works. Which is kind of interesting because I know like. Original Mega Man is your platformer. Mega Man X is basically your platformer. Battle Network is like basically what you describe, like whole shoot. It's their RPG, their Mega Man RPG. Which now that you said RPG, you. But like this is this wasn't their first RPG. It was Command Mission on the GameCube, or mm -hmm. wait, I forget which came out first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but um, yeah, the Command Mission is their RPG. For Mega Man, yeah, I might, I might have to actually look into this one because uh, now th this is the only thing that I guess some of y'all got to be careful about is the fact that um, you want to make sure they don't pull this stunt like what they did with the previous collections, where it's like one collection was all on the cartridge, the second one had like partial sum on it, and the other one had to be partially down. Okay, so this this collection will have all the games physical, like on the on the like all ten games on one cartridge, the. But if you get a digital, it's gonna be separated. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's different. Okay. So I guess I don't, I don't know what their price is. Wait, this wasn't up on pre-order already, was it? I didn't see anything about it. I don't. But I, don't I would. Think so. I would. I would honestly like immediately just pre-order it. Well, no, I. I don't think it is pre-order, or at least not digitally, because I know the game doesn't come out until next year. So that's why we don't see it up for digital pre-order. But. Hmm. That's gonna be interesting because I guess wait, what was the 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 Mega Man or Mega Man X collections? What were those ones priced at? I forget, but like I remember, like they were they weren't like well priced. What you thinking, like forty a pop for like both collections? Uh, I'm I thinking. Think? I don't that's, know. That but I don't. I remember. Right. I remember just getting the first Mega Man collection, like for X, and that was it. I didn't really get the the other one. Yeah, the the base Mega Man one. Yeah, but yeah, so I know I know Mario's popping off, so I I know this is gonna be one that he's gonna get though. But uh, 
congrats all y'all Mega Man fans. And I think there's only like one more that um I think one more collection I think they can do is I'm trying to think what's the name of no, it. No, they have two. They have the they have Legends, but like that's like only Legends. two games. And the other is uh, Star Force, which is okay. like the successor to Battle Network. Okay, so maybe maybe they'll do like a mix mash and kind of fuse all their the remaining stuff. It's not that many games left, and then you can technically play the whole entirety of Mega Man on yeah. the Switch, which is kind of crazy. Like I think that I think that's their plan to like yeah. eventually get every like Mega Man game. Like I hope it it becomes reality because like that'd be so cool. Yeah, it it would be really cool because I had played. Uh, I think out of all of them, I feel like X is probably my favorite but i hadn't messed with any of the battle networks but i'm kind of intrigued with the way how you kind of described it i'll probably look at that footage a little later on though but it's 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 really good i'd i'd recommend it was uh, was most of those games originally on the game boy advance yeah most of them were at least the battle network games were on the game boy advance interesting because there's some good game boy advance games out here maybe maybe this will be one of them i don't know i'm kind of intrigued now i'm kind of intrigued but yeah, so I guess that's going to basically do it in terms of the Mega Man announcement. The next one that came up kind of caught me by surprise just as much. I was like, right off the heels of Mega Man, I'm like, are we in Smash 4 days or what? But uh, Pac-Man uh, Repack, I guess it was a game that originally launched on the PS1. And this sucker's getting a remake. I was like, what the heck? And at first I was just kind of laughing. I was like, bro, there goes Pac-Man. But then the more I started looking at the footage, I was like, what the heck? Like, it this actually looks kind of good. This if this feels like we're going back to the GameCube days with this direct, it, it really does. And I was like, "What the actual heck?" And um, I and the price for it right now because I know it's coming out uh, a little later this year, but the price of it is only thirty bucks. I was thinking forty, and I was like, "Ooh." So I guess if you just kind of want like a little fun little um platforming game, I mean, that might get a lot of people interested. I don't know. But yeah, so that that game comes out a, a little later this year, but that's pretty much it on that one. Uh, moving to the next one, I have to see the name of this title one. It's called uh, Blanc, a uh, story of a fawn and a... Uh, this one looks uh, interesting. I, will, in, I won't lie. This, like, I know I like how they said, like, because uh, like, the main one that got my interest from this director was like Nier Automata, uh, Mega Man, and, uh, this, and Monk Center, right? But like... This one, like, caught my eye. And it's interesting, at least with the art style, like, you could tell it's, like, something that you probably could have drew all with, like, just pencil on a paper or whatever, though. But the interesting thing about this is it's co-op. So it's, like, one of those games you go and play with a friend. You can do it locally, or you can also play it online as well. And that in itself, like, some people kind of go crazy over their their co-op games, though. But I was, like, at first, I was, like, hmm... But I was like, the more I look at it, I was like, at least visually, it looks kind of nice. It's not like one of your typical kind of games. There's no, like, um, there's sound effects, but obviously since they're animals or whatever, you, you ain't going to get, like, actual voice acting or whatever, though. But you might just get, like, the sound effects of, like, the blizzard going on or whatever, though. But it's like an unlikely pair, like a, like a, is the thing actually called a wolf? Or like a... Um, I forget what it was, but it was a small animal. But basically, you think this relationship wouldn't work between what essentially is like a wolf and what's essentially almost like a deer. Because, you know, one would eat the other. But it's kind of interesting how they, they have to kind of rely on each other to basically make it from like point X to 
point Z or whatever though. But uh, yeah. yes, but that's pretty much it for Blanca. I probably have to keep my eye on it. It might be a it might be an interesting game to see people. It might streaming. be a hidden gem. It, it really could. It comes out next year in the month of February at some point. So not too much further. We have to wait on that game. All right, and then switching over to the next thing. Um, I didn't have any experience with this game whatsoever, but I did watch somebody uh, stream this game before, and they were like, uh, what the heck? This game is coming back? But uh, it's, it's a game called... Um, oh, shoot. I just lost my place. Uh, da, 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 shoot. What the heck? It's okay, there Return we go. to Monkey Island. There we go. Th- thank you. Thank you for the assist. But um, golly. I was like, it looks kind of interesting, but I think the original one was a point-and-click kind of game. And I think some people kind of like, you know, that or whatever for what it was on the original the original release of it, though. But this remake is going to be handled, I guess, a little bit differently, though. But I don't have too much to say on it unless you do. No, not really. I, I, this is, like, the first time I've heard of it. Yeah, it, for me, it's also the first time as well, though, so... Uh, that's probably gonna be it for that one. Uh, the next one was a was a fairly big one because they they said um it, it was a game that we last talked about in the month of June, like a whole year ago, and I was like, oh, here we go, uh, Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope, which yes, it was revealed last E three, and actually the game actually leaked early online. Like really? it was yeah, it was like a day or two before. Yeah, it was like one of the European websites for Ubisoft, and they released and they leaked the the release date for it to be October. I don't know why, but Ubisoft's games always leak. Even the first game for this one leaked um, leaked the stuff out early for its announcement or whatever. Though I, I don't know, Ubisoft got to clean up their mess though. But regardless, from what I'm seeing for the game so far, it looks really clean. And I really did like the first um the first Mario Rabbits game with, with Mario and them. But the but the key kicker with this one is instead of moving just purely on a grid base, you can move anywhere within a certain period of range or certain area of range. And then you'll end your turn the second that you initiate your attack. So it's like a little bit more free motion, not almost limited to like strictly grid bases like what the first one was. But they're adding a lot more tactics on there. Um, most of the characters are returning. If you're a Yoshi fan, I'm sorry. No Rabbit Yoshi. No original <laughs> Yoshi. Uh, that, that did kind of make me a little upset. But in spite of that, you get Bowser and Rabbit Bowser. So they're kind of substituting them out. And then also we got another new one being uh, Rabbit Rosalina. And then I got people thinking, I was like, well, Ro- where's Rosalina? If you got Rabbit Rosalina. And I feel like, you know what? That's probably one they're going to keep underneath their... Uh, they're going to keep hidden because I feel like once you get through a good chunk of the game or you beat the game, I feel like that's your unlockable character. They're going to give you access to Rosalina or something like that. I, I feel like that's what they're going to do because you, you can't put rabbit Rosalina and not put original Rosalina in the game too. It doesn't make any sense. Like when you beat the enemies, you get star bits out of them and everything like that. So I was like, well, shoot. But yeah. um, they also... I played the first game, but I never like, I never really got into it. Like oh, I never really? sat down to play it. Yeah, I only got it because it was on sale for like five dollars, which is like the gold edition. Oh yeah, that's true. Which that one has the Donkey Kong stuff up in it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the only thing I hadn't done is the DLC for the Donkey Kong one because I bought the game physically when it was on sale for I think fifteen bucks from Best Buy or something like that. 
So that's when I got the game. But since I got it like that, I didn't get the DLC cheap with it with the game originally. But I was like, I think the DLC itself might have cost twenty bucks or something like that. So I was like, I was like, oh, that that was gonna be weird. So I was like, I guess technically, if I really wanted to get it, I'll buy the gold edition if it was dirt cheap, like five bucks, like what you said. And basically now I got like a digital copy and a physical copy of the game, but whatever though. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that at some point if I just feel like playing more Mario and Rabbit stuff. But we don't have to wait too long. October 20th is when the game releases. So there goes, um, we're kind of wondering in terms of Nintendo's releases of what kind of games are coming out, which months. Like we know Xenoblade comes out July, August, there ain't really nothing. September was Splatoon 3. October, there was nothing. And then November is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. But now Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope kind of fills in the October slot. Even though it's technically third party. And I guess this is the only kind of stretch we have with the show in terms of them having like a first party character up in there. But it's still made by Ubisoft. So technically third party though, but whatever though. But don't have to wait too much longer on that one though. But uh, anything else from you on this one, Sonic? Here? No, I don't really have much to say about Rabbit in general. It's not really like a series I'm into, but it like from what I saw the gameplay for uh, Mario and Rabbit, it looked interesting. Hmm. No, yeah, it, it is I, interesting. I, I do, I do like my tactical RPGs. Like, like believe it or not, like Fire Emblem's on like the low end, but like my highest ones I would like rate would be like this game I played on a PSP called jo- John Ark or whatever John Dark. I forget what the name, but uh. And then the other one is uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Which yeah, is a game I would recommend. Yeah, I always heard a lot of talk about Final Fantasy Tactics. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pick that one up. I'm a, I forget. What, I think it was John Dark. Uh, I'm just gonna look that up real quick. Hmm. Yeah, John Dark. Yeah. All righty. Well, wait, this was by level five. Oh, come on! They need to port this. It's, Uh, uh, I missed this game. All right. Well, that's pretty much it in terms of the Mario and Rabbit stuff. And then uh, the next few announcements that was technically after this, um, it or at least the next, I think three of them. I didn't really have any strong affinity towards any of them. Um, I'll just go ahead and list them out here real quick. Uh, one of them was called a uh, Little Noah Skyline <laughs> of Parad- Paradise. I don't know. Didn't resonate with me. Another one was like a a train simulator game, which I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I guess it's people don't like train. simulator. I, I I ain't big on simulator games. I don't know. Maybe that one that Microsoft made of the uh, the airplane one. It's kind of cool because I guess you can kind of see real life locations. That's kind of cool. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, it, it ain't nothing too crazy. At least for me though. Um, and then the other one. Uh, let me see here. The last one was the uh, RPG time, The Legend of Right. I think that was the last one that, or at least went in this little bit of a span where I was like, okay, it didn't resonate with me too much, but uh, it's just a little something for the fans right there, though. But uh, that that was it in terms of those three. Then we get to some 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 very interesting and a little bit of spicy stuff. We've been pretty vocal about it, or at least I've been here on my channel along with the other people I've been talking with <laughs> in Discord. But um, of course, it's a partner showcase. And we already got Pac-Man, we got Mega Man, we got Bomberman, and we got Mario. It, the it, feels, it, it feels right only to include Sonic up in there because uh, you, you can't leave any of them out. 
So yes, we got another look at um, Sonic Frontiers. And I'll go ahead and say this right here. How the heck did Nintendo make a better presentation showcasing off Sonic Frontiers than even second themselves on that stupid IGN um, first, whatever it's called? Like, what the heck? We should have had this from the very get-go. I don't know what the heck they're doing. Apparently, that was supposed that Sega gave IGN. But, like, I like to say it's both on both parties' fault for, like, making that, like, thing look awful. It really did. And it's weird because it's, like, they chose, the like, the opening area for it. So it's, like, probably the most bland environment. But we got to see some other environments in this trailer that looked a whole lot better than the, the baseline one right there. And I was like, I, I just don't understand it. But constantly through the lead up of this throughout the whole entire month, they always said that the open area was called an open zone. And I'm like, why the heck are you calling it open zone instead of open world? But now it finally makes sense because technically you can go into other areas in the open zone and then you have your traditional 3D um, environments where it's like, more akin to like Sonic Unleashed or whatever though. And I was like, what the actual heck? I was like, y'all should have been told us that. It, it didn't make any sense when I saw I saw that. And it was kind of interesting because um I think this technically kind of leaked. I don't know if you could say leak, but um well I guess you kind of can. Anyway, the the summer game fest stuff that was only available for like people that was in games media or whatever though, or content creators, they were able to play demos of this stuff. And one of the uh, more traditional 3D levels was actually up in there. And that's how I first figured out that that was a thing. And then when you see it in this trailer now, I mean, Nintendo made the game look like a thousand times better, even though, well, who knows how well the, the quality of the game will hold up. At least now that I'm seeing this, I'm like, okay, at least there's some new birth up in it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've seen th this one that has like all of the, uh, it looks like you're in a big city with like a bunch of roads going everywhere. This is the first time I think we ever saw this in the series, right? What? Um, it, it's this area where it's like you're kind of running on the like a freeway. Like, you know, like most of the zones, like Studiopolis or Green Hill Zone, yeah. are like common ones you see in most games. But the one little footage they showed off in here, I don't think I've seen this in any other any other previous games. I, mm. I know I know Hacks will be able to say this like right off the top of his head. I don't think so. Hmm. Well, regardless, at least it's a nice change of pace from the bland stuff that we got within like the open zone area that we gotten so far uh, within Sonic Frontiers. At, at least I can say that for sure. But honestly, this game looks <laughs> uh, Nintendo does with Sega don't. I, don't. I don't know what the heck happened with this though. But yeah, so honestly, they show gameplay, they showed the world, they showed the open zone, they showed the more traditional 3D levels and stuff like that, showed another little glimpse of the story. Now the game doesn't look like it's going to be as bad as what we probably was thinking it is. I mean, it's still, it still could not be super hot. I mean, we saw what the combat looked like extended or whatever, though, but at least the different environments and stuff like that, I don't know, puts a little bit more of a, a breath of fresh air up in this thing, but... uh. Oh goodness! I think I ran it long enough. Oh shoot! I, I I have a bad record of this now. Like like Sonic, you ever since I said Sonic was never good, I don't, I don't know. Every time I bring up Sonic, I always got some kind of beef with the boy. I don't know why. It feels <laughs> so bad. But I was like, bro, I was like, I, I missed the days when I was playing my Unleashed and Colors. And I didn't have to. In Sonic Adventure Two, I didn't have to worry about this mess. 
But nowadays, I'm like, what the actual heck? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I better move on before I blow a gasket. Oh, goodness. Well, uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I think Hax is still feeling pretty safe about this, though. But now I'm like, hmm, Hax, you might be out of a little bit of money what Nintendo's showing. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going, I'm I'm just going something out there. Not do it. I think he's just going to cancel, which I wouldn't really blame him. No, oh goodness. Well, well, we'll see how that goes, though. But yeah, that was basically it for Sonic Frontiers. They still have the release date being sometime this holiday. They still don't have a solid release date for it, though. But I imagine within the next month or two, they'll probably have something out. Uh, next yeah. game that was out on the list was um, a game called Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, yeah, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Uh, not a game that's probably going to resonate with me, though, but I know there's some people that, that like their Disney games or whatever, though, um, that are looking forward to this one. Uh, me, personally, not really. I mean, it ain't Kingdom Hearts, so I ain't bothering with it, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you laughing at me over there, bro. I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm like knee-deep up in this uh, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop distance right now, though. That's where I'm at right now in the series, though. But, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't think you got anything to say on this, though, so we'll go ahead and nah. move over to the next thing which is something I've been really looking forward to a lot. And it's none other than, um, oh, I'm waiting for the thing to pop up on here, though. Live Alive. I don't know why some people call it Live Alive, but it, it, it's called Live Alive. I guess people didn't watch the original trailer whenever that showed up, though. But this game, whole freaking shoot. I, I, I love everything I've been seeing about this game with the trailers and stuff like that. The fact you have like eight different adventures you get to go through and stuff like that. And then the real kicker with this presentation is, Three different areas are able to be able to play right now. Um, Imperial China, the distant future, as well as Twilight and Edo Japan. You can download a demo right now on the Switch. Play like the first opening chapter for each one of those three stories. And then when the game fully comes out, you buy it yourself. Then uh, you can carry all over your save progression stuff over into the full game. So honestly, just seeing that right there, I was like, oh, heck yes. I actually managed to play through the demo and I got some thoughts to say say on it though, but I'll, I'll save it a little later in the presentation when, or not presentation a little later into the show uh, once we start talking about uh, what we've been playing or whatever though. So I'll save it for that though, just to kind of keep things uh, streamlined going though. But yeah, if you're kind of curious about Live Alive, uh, go ahead check it out. There is a demo. There's also a Nintendo Treehouse thing. You know how like they normally go through and go through and play through a game or talk about it or whatever though there's also that as well on nintendo's channel if you want to kind of check that out though um oh did you have anything to say about live alive um yeah i've been looking into it well mainly because like it used like the octopath engine and i'm like yeah that looks like something i would probably like like i really did like octopath uh traveler yeah and honestly i feel like they definitely upgraded it because um yeah, cause, well, they have to, because, yeah. like, um, I remember, like, especially for, like, uh, this, uh, this other game that, that's coming out soon, which is, not soon, I, I, I misspoke there. I meant to say, like, that, a game that's coming out later in the future called Dragon Quest Three uh, HD 2D Remake. It was just, like, a, like, it was just using, like, the same engine, but it honestly looked way better. Yeah, I feel like each iteration they do in an HD 2D series... They get progressively better and better with each one. Like, we started with Octopath Traveler. That was great. But some people kind of were like, well, we kind of wish the colors popped a little more. They improved on it even more. 
recently, Triangle Strategy, the game that came out earlier this year in February. A phenomenal game, and it's still one of my, it's still in my list for uh for uh for game of the year. It's it's still in my nominees list. That game was absolutely fantastic. Love that HD2D game. And now we're about to get live alive coming out within the next couple weeks or so. And then like what you said, Dragon Quest 3 is like the fourth one that's slated up. Maybe they'll come out next year if we're lucky. I don't know. It would need to be that or early 2024 or something like that, though. But I man, I love this HD2D series. It just feels like a really polished game that you would expect to get on the super nintendo but uh just all out but um but yeah so if you want to get this i highly recommend getting it physically because um sheep that thing's gonna hold its value it's definitely gonna hold its value um next up on the list we had um Oh, do, 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 do. uh doramon story of seasons which i know some people are kind of surprised by this because i think Technically, the dub for this hasn't existed for like a few years. So people that are kind of interested in this series, it probably definitely caught them by surprise. I was watching somebody that was streaming it. So he kind of popped off on this, though. He didn't think that this thing would actually get uh, localized or whatever, though. But yeah, I, I'm not too crazily up in it, though. But I was just going to mention and point that one out. Uh, unless you had anything to say, Sonic U. Doraemon is like a, a very old anime. I didn't think it'd get a game and then that would like show up here in the... Like outside of Japan, hmm. that's like something that wasn't really something I was expecting. Yeah, I don't, I don't think too many people were expecting this though. But a nice, pleasant surprise, at least for those that are, you know, kind of into the series or whatever. Though, but yeah, so I guess that's pretty much it on that one. Uh, next one up, golly, I feel like every time we have a presentation, there's always a new spinoff thing for this one though. But uh. Apparently, uh, Minecraft got a got another side, um, a side game or whatever. Though it's called um, Minecraft Legends. Holy, I feel like every time we turn around the corner, that like Minecraft Dungeons, Minecraft Legends, like what's what's next? I, I I don't know. But anyway, though, if you love yourself some Minecraft, like you know, you're in the kids, you're like eight, ten years old, whatever. Though, uh, I guess you can dive up into this, and you'll probably have a good little fun little time up in there, though. Not my cup of tea. I just play some regular Minecraft on the side, though. But, yeah. Um, I guess that one's out there for you. Uh, you got anything on that one, Sonic U? Yeah, I'm not... I, I'm on the same boat. I play a little bit of Minecraft, but I'm not really like, that huge into the series. Yeah. I, I think it's funny how it's a series. We can call it a series now. Yeah, because they just got too many games out for this sucker. Like, holy shit. Well, anyway, so it, it looks kind of nice. Um, I'm pretty sure if you kind of like your, if, if you're in the building genre of things, I'm pretty sure this, this will probably, it'll still um, catch your fancy or whatever, though. This next one, though, now this is one that, golly, was it last year or something like that? I don't know. Me and you and uh, I think maybe Steven or something like that, we were watching that Dragon Quest presentation. Yeah. And that's when we figured out that uh, uh, Treasures was coming in the nearby distant future. And now finally we got like a trailer kind of showcasing off the game even even to a grander scale. And uh this game looks charming. I yeah. actually really like this. Oh no, like I said, it started off as a Joker game. Or like um no not a Joker game. I, maybe? But like essentially think of it like as their version of Pokemon. But like the reason why I like this more than Pokemon is that the fact that like the your uh, your monster buddies like they join you on your on your on your like adventure. You you fight with them, like actually fight with them, 
and they help you traverse through like the whole area like landscape which is what i expected from pokemon but oh well yeah so honestly i, I am really looking forward to this game we don't have to wait too much longer for this one because i kind of well, like where it's placed. yeah I, I like where it's placed it's placed in like that first week of december imagine like that xenoblade chronicles 2 release date yeah december 9th that that's when the game is coming out so i'm like oh thank goodness so it's not like with everything else that's kind of releasing until the tail end of the year, it kind of has its own month. So maybe that would, that would increase my chances of being able to get the game and actually go through there and finish it. At least here's hoping. Because I know in November we have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I know also in November I think I'm going to have Hogwarts Legacy. And I don't know when Final Fantasy uh, uh, Crisis Core is going to come out. I, I'm thinking that might be January of next year. I don't know if it's going to slip into the November, December months of this year. I don't know. We'll see within the next few months, though. But I kind of like where it's placed right now, right there in that holiday time spot, December 9th. I know, I know you're gonna have a blast playing through this, and uh, when I get the time, I'm gonna try to pick this one up too, because it kind of reminds me of yeah. Mystery Dungeon, but Dragon Quest style, which I kind of like. But yeah, so I think that was pretty much it in terms of that one right there. I'll go ahead and look at the list and see uh, what's up next. Oh, and then they kind of go in like they're kind of quick hodgepodge of like different stuff that was like coming out uh within the nearby distant future like they highlighted on like Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes which I've been playing a crap ton of that game we'll be talking about it a little later in the show though uh they mentioned No Man's Sky and shoot No Man's Sky I didn't know No Man's Sky was even coming to like the Switch I'm pretty sure they mentioned this in like a previous presentation or something like that like that one sounded familiar I, I knew that was a thing huh um, and there was like a Plague Tale, Requiem, Cloud version. I think that was our only Cloud game that we got up in here. Um, Captain Velvet, uh, Meteor, The Jump Plus Dimensions. And I think that was pretty much it in terms of its little bit of a sizzle reel that we got um, within that. And then it jumped straight up into uh, Portal, which is like a collection of like the first Portal game and I think the second one. And I know and it a got lot shadow of... dropped. Yeah, and it got shadow dropped. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, huh. I was like, I always hear a lot of good things um, from the people that played it. it. Was like, oh shoot, I'm double or triple dipping up in this thing. Like, they really do like themselves in Portal. And I'm like, I I'm still over here looking at it. I was like, wait, what's the big catch? I guess you just go around making portals and trying to, I guess, solve puzzles. Is that yeah. mostly it? Okay. Because I think some people had it like on PC or whatever though. And I, I guess we just never gotten anything at least on the Switch. But hey, Shadow Drop. If you want to play yourself some Portal, it's there now, so you can go through and play through it. But uh, anything else on that one? Nah. All right. Now this is where the where the presentation gets near the very end, and where stuff gets really, really interesting, because it said farm, fight, and forge friendships, and I was like, what the heck kind of game is this? And I see Square Enix pop up. I'm like, wait, wait, what? I was like, hold up here. Because, you know, when Square Enix pops out, you, you know, it's either going to be something, like, really good or something really bad. Most of the time, really good. So, it got me to perk up a little bit. But then I saw Farm, and I was like, what the heck is this mess going on about? And then I was like, wait, is this Square Enix's take on, like, a Harvest Moon or a, um, like, a, a, like a Harvest Moon or a Rune Factory? Yeah, I, th I think I heard Harvest Moon, Rune Factory, or, like, Stardew Valley in a kind of a way. It's, like, their take up on, like, that kind of genre of a game. So at first I was like, oh, maybe it's just a lax game. But then it showed like all this crazy RPG stuff, like 
like the thing called Quietus, where it looks like a big like nuke went off in the town, and then it shows like the the world being dark and gray, and it's like like fire almost bursting in the background or whatever. Though I was like, what the heck? And I was like, but then I started looking at the art style, like, you know, like, you know how they do with the art, with the characters, with the text right there. And I was like, it started looking interesting. And the battle stuff looks cool, but then the actual, like, harvesting kind of farming stuff kind of put me off. So I was like, I don't know how I kind of feel about this game, though. But a lot of people were like, oh, shit, that looks kind of pretty cool. A lot of people were thinking, was this like an older, you know, game and it got, like, remastered or whatever, though? But no, it's a new, it's a new IP from Square Enix. So it's kind of interesting. Don't have to wait too much longer. Comes out on November 4th. I think I rambled long, long enough about this thing, though. But, uh, Sonky, you got any thoughts on this? Um, I don't know. It's like, it's, it'd be interesting to see how they take with the, like, to see their take where, you know, take where, <laughs> take their take where it goes. I don't know. I failed English, but. <laughs> Bro. Yeah, I can't really think about this game because, like, I don't know. I've never really been interested in the genre, but like the closest I've gone to was like Rune Factory. I don't know. Yeah, it's something I'll keep my eye on. Okay, yeah, cause yeah, cause I hadn't gotten too close to playing that. I know like Hacks and them, and I know Sonic too. I think they they like playing themselves in Stardew Valley. I never actually kind of got same into that the, genre too much. Same with the Alexis. He plays it every now and then. Hmm. Yeah, so, so honestly, some good. Golly, these these jokers out here start popping these fireworks now. Uh, that's why I started the show a little earlier. See if I can avoid all of this mess. Oh goodness! All right. Anyway, I think that was basically it in terms of uh in terms of the Harvestella thing. And then we get down to the very last thing. And I was in the back of my mind, I was like, "Dang it! Show it! Show me it! Show me it!" I was waiting for this thing for years on years. Ever since. This character was included in Smash Brothers way back in 2017. Show it to me. And then when I saw that Phantom Thief pop up, I was like, oh, shoot. They did it. They finally freaking did it. And yes, they brought Persona 5, not just Vanilla 5. They brought Persona 5 Royal, and it's coming to the Switch. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Because we knew in like the Xbox um, Bethesda Showcase, it was coming to Xbox systems. And I was like, there's no way on this green earth they're bringing it to Xbox when they know it will sell substantially better on the Switch. I was like, there's just no way. And I'm glad they brought this game over. I actually bought it on the, the PS5 because um, when I bought the game or when I bought the system, I was like, I, I wasn't waiting any longer for this one, though. I was like, I was like, shoot, I have to play through it. it for y'all that might be getting into this game, it is going to be 120 hours. Letting y'all know up front. Like this thing, it took me two it took me two months to actually go through and beat this whole game. Because normally if I'm investing in a 60-hour game, it takes me about a month. This game took me two months. It's like one of the longest running games I probably had to, I ever played, really. But whole freaking shoot. Th th this was great. This was absolutely great. But but the announcements didn't stop there. Because after they got Persona 5 Royal, uh, Morgana was over here, and it does come out on October 21st. It does come out this year. But Morgana called in for backup. And then I saw my other boy over here, Teddy. And I was like, what the freak? I was like, oh, yes. I was like, thank you. I was like, thank goodness. We're getting Persona 4 Golden as well as Persona 3. Ugh, I can't even talk now. Persona 3 Portable as well coming to the Switch. Now, I already played Royal 
but it's great to see Portable and Golden come over here because those are going to be my new brand new experiences, though. But these games, unfortunately, they won't come out until next year in 2023, though. But it is great to see Persona 3, 4, and 5 finally being represented on the Switch after we've been begging Sega for the longest time to do something about these games and put them on modern platforms. And it seemed like they got the ball going at least for uh, for Golden when they put it on PC. And remember, Sonic Q, I was, I was kind of excited about it. I actually bought it, but it never worked for me on PC because Sega and his weird optimizations or something like that. My, my laptop should have ran it, but for some reason, they didn't make it where it was compatible with my graphics card. I don't know why. It made me really disappointed. Like, you remember that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shoot. So, but now, now it's on console, so I can finally get it. Now, here, here's the loadout. So we know Persona 5 Royal comes out this year. It is going to be physically, so you you know you can buy it physical. However, for Persona 4 Golden as well as Persona 3 Portable, those are only going to be digital only. So you got to buy those digitally. And me personally, looking at all of this, I was like, you know what? I waited so long for Persona to come to Switch. I'm gonna, I'm going to buy Persona 5 Royal again on the Switch. All right, I'm going to buy it again. Will I get it on launch date? I don't know. Maybe I'll wait until if I, it drops on sale a little bit or whatever, though. But at some point, I will get Persona 5 Royal on the Switch physical. So that way I kind of have a choice. I can, you know, play it on the Switch or I can play it on the um, on the PlayStation. Because on the PlayStation, I got it digital. So I kind of feel bad. So I want a physical copy. But now I can get that physical. I'll get four golden. I'll probably go ahead and pick up Persona 3 Portable. So at least now it kind of pairs pretty well with um, five Royal. And then you also have uh golly i'm blanking um strikers you have both of those on the switch now persona 4 arena ultimates the game we already had on switch now that one's going to be compatible or not compatible you had the previous game that comes before persona 4 golden so i'm like oh shoot all right i think i rambled long enough what do you gotta say about this sonic you while i catch my breath and drink this water <laughs> um i played portable on the ps vita same with like persona 4 golden i played vanilla persona 5 but i never really like decided to like drop the another 60 on uh on royal i got regular persona 5 for like 20 dollars, but like i don't know i didn't really see the need to like replay the entire game again for just like an extra like 20 hour content was it royal portion it's about 20 hours yeah so i don't maybe i'll get it since it has been a very long time since i played persona 5 because that's the thing i didn't really like about persona 5 it didn't really have that good of replayability value to it yeah i mean you're kind of right about it like once you know the story i mean that's about it unless you just want to play on like a harder difficulty or if you're trying to if you got it like on playstation you're trying to get like a platinum trophy but our boy over there sylveon golly he he really loved this game he really loves this game i think love is actually an understatement that dude went and platinum regular vanilla and then when Royal came out, he bought Royal again and platinum that game again. I never seen so someone devote that much time to one game series enough to platinum the game like that. I was like, what the actual heck? I thought I really liked Persona, but man, but but his love for it, oh man, it goes to a whole nother level right there. I feel a little shame, but not really. But whatever. But yeah, so honestly, that was the that was the big highlight for this or for this partner showcase, at least for me. Was an asset. We're finally getting Persona games on the the Switch. So here's hoping. We're almost near the end of the, the Persona 25th anniversary um event thing. So hopefully that last announcement is they're announcing uh Persona 6 
And hopefully at the very bottom of that, we'll see it coming to all platforms, like whether it be PlayStation, Switch, Xbox, whatever. And they're not just going to limit it to just uh, the PlayStation. If they do, it doesn't affect me as much now. I'll have the PS5 to run it. But I still would like to see it be brought over to all consoles. So you got a little bit of variety out there, though. But I think that's basically all I have to say on Persona. Any other last thoughts on Persona? Uh, Nope. All right, and I guess with that being done, that's pretty much it in terms of all the stuff that was showcased off at this Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase. Um, if you were to rank it on a scale of one to ten, where would you put it? I'd honestly be a ten, ten out of ten direct. It was just a really good one. I mean, I'm I'm either at a nine or a ten. Literally, literally, the ten would be because Persona was there and was pushing it up to a ten. I, I guess I'll say 9.5. That, that's what I'm saying right now, though. But yeah, that's a lot of games coming out, at least for the later half of this year with third-party stuff. So now people just kind of wondering, well, wh- where's the first-party stuff? And that brings up another little interesting topic because it's kind of weird how they did a partner showcase. And I think the only reason why they called it that was because they didn't have any first-party stuff up in there, minus the halfway step with Mario Rabbids. But... It makes me think, I'm like, well, I guess the next time we get a regular General Direct will be in the month of September. So that is kind of interesting, I guess, to kind of see how all that will play out, though. Because at least for Nintendo games we know coming out for the rest of this year, we got Xenoblade 3 in uh, in September. Why did I say September? That's the old release date. July. Golly. That, oh, that's this month. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sonic Q, that's this month. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh man, we oh man, we we about to oh man, me and you and Mario about to lose it. Oh gosh. Yeah, so that, that comes out this month. And then we got Splatoon 3, and that comes out September. And we got the Pokemon game that comes out in November. So you got a little bit of a hole in October if you're not thinking of like Mario Rabbids. And um and you also got a little bit of a hole maybe in the month of December, kind of September. Not really September, because we got Splatoon 3. So I'm like, hmm. But I guess the rumors that's been kind of going around, we might get the Metroid Prime 1 remaster maybe coming out this year. I want to see that. So, yes, I think we have that that might be coming. It may be coming. Who knows? If we do, we'll probably see it at that direct. And I think, what was the other one I, I was hearing? It was that, and people keep... For all, they always keep bringing this up, but like maybe a duology of, um, or I guess it's not really called a duology, but duology in the sense of maybe they'll bundle them together. Uh, we usually have a Legend of Zelda game that comes out every year. Since they push Breath of the Wild 2 to like spring of next year, maybe we might get Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD on the Switch. Who knows? It may or may not happen, but I feel like out of all the Nintendo games, I feel like they could sneak those two up in there and not have too much of a lead time up to it, and put them out this holiday. Because reminder, they technically did put out, um, what was it? They did put out uh, Mario 3D All-Stars in the span of two weeks from announcement <laughs> to release. So if they were able to do that, I'm pretty sure they could do the same thing for both those other three games or whatever, though. But yeah, that, I guess that's the, that's the last little bit I have to say on that direct. Any other last... Thoughts on the direct Sonic Q? Mm, no. <laughs> all righty. Well, I guess that's going to basically conclude it for all the gaming news stuff. I managed to shove it all up in there, though. So 
we'll go ahead and run through our last little couple major topics after this. So uh, we'll go ahead and jump up into, uh, so about that show. All right, so here lately, I've actually watched a couple of boobies since the last time I did the last episode. I don't know about you, though, but um, I'll go ahead and talk about one of them first. Uh, one of them was the uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I actually <laughs> sat down and watched that. And gosh, by God, it was actually a funny movie. Like, it wasn't like a super great movie or nothing like that, but it was entertaining <laughs> nonetheless because, uh, oh, shoot, there was like a... Ugly Sonic, ugly Sonic, ugly Sonic. I was like, what the heck? I heard about it, but I didn't know if it was actually true or not. But when I actually saw him in the uh, the, the movie itself, I was like, how the heck did Disney convince Paramount to put this up in their movie? How the heck? I mean, they had a lot of collaborations within this movie. They It wasn't just Disney stuff we saw up in there, but I can't think off the top of my head, though, but like Sonic was like one example of it. They had like a lot of different cartoon representation from a lot of stuff outside of Disney up in this movie, which actually kind of made it feel a little unique, a little bit fresh or whatever, though. But golly, I, I don't know. It was something about this movie. It was only an hour and a half. It wasn't like two hours or nothing like that. If you have Disney Plus, you can sit there and watch it there because that, that's where it actually released out on, though. But if you have the if you have the streaming service, I recommend watching it. I think it's a fun watch. Ain't nothing super crazy, nothing super good, but it's just fun to watch. It's just like a first, you know, you're bored and ain't got nothing else to do. Just sit down and watch it. It, it was great. Uh, I don't think you watched the Sonic U, but you heard things about the movie, right? Yeah, I heard about the flying and the mouse and them having fifty over 50 mutant fly mouse children. And I'm like, ugh. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was like... I was so confused, and then, and then when when the dude was like, "All right, babe," I was like, "What the heck?" I was like, "What?" Oh my gosh! I, I, I don't don't for your animal lovers, don't ask me how, how they managed to get that many babies because that that dude was tiny. I, I I don't know how that mess works out, but uh, whatever. I, I guess explain. Disney pulls some strings. I could explain. Yeah, for example, that strings over. Mice do live birth, right? And flies, well, you know how how they start as babies, right? Oh, gosh. So the little mouse gave birth to maggots 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, they, the, the people that worked on this movie did not think things through. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, we'll leave it up to y'all's imagination. I can't go any further. <laughs> I can't go any further. Oh, shoot, that's crazy. Anyway, no, th th this was a funny movie. I I, I tipped my hat off to Disney. I was like, all right, th this one actually felt like it kind of landed. I like how they were calling it, um, it was like a comeback or whatever, though. In which case, it didn't really feel like a comeback because, I mean, they're not, like, permanently back. But it was nice. I didn't really grow up watching a lot of Chippendale, but I, I watched some here and there. But it it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I, I recommend it if you got the service. I didn't really care much to, like, to watch it. I'm like on my own time. I have Disney Plus, but like, eh, I'll just, I'll watch it eventually. It'll come and go. Yeah. At some point, watch it. Um, yeah. What about you, Sonking? Have you been watching anything? Uh, no, but late, 
But they did uh, reveal this anime that I've been wanting a second season for a uh, for a very long time. And they revealed season two for Panty and Stocking, and I'm super excited to watch that. So I'm probably gonna be rewatching Panty and Stocking on my own time. Hmm. No, you're gonna have to send me a at least the link to you know my anime list or something like that. I'm curious if you like it so much. I just want to see what it is. It's um. I like all I will say about the show is that it was a show, like an anime, made for Americans in mind, like it parodies like America, which I think is like super hilarious. Interesting. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give that one a look. I'll, I'll give that one a look. Um, um, I I'll see if I can like buy it and then I can like show it to you. Hmm. Okay. And, and I think, the, oh sorry, oh no, go ahead. No, the episodes aren't really that are too aren't really too long. They're like ten minute episodes per. Oh shoot! Oh, it's so one what, of those what they animals. did? And what they did was that they combined the two and then they showed it off like as that when they aired it. Oh I okay think. okay, that makes sense. It's kind of like although like, if you want to like uh, someone with like a, a lot of knowledge on that, uh, you'd have to ask Sonic. He knows he he likes that show a lot too. Hmm. All righty. I think there was, oh yeah, and there was one more thing I watched myself um, in the theaters. I actually got to sit down and watch um, the uh, the new Jurassic World movie, uh, Jurassic World Dominion. And it's basically like the conclusion of the, the, the new trilogy, if you want to call it that, for like the Jurassic World series after the original Jurassic Park. They brought back like the original actors from the first movie or slash kind of trilogy um, over into this last one, though. And honestly, I've I always been a fan of dinosaurs. I don't know. It's just something about watching it. Like, I can flip that on. It's your, like, on it's your, inner, it's your inner young boy screaming out, oh my God, dinosaurs. <laughs> and then it's like, it, 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 it's kind of twisted because you'd be like, you'd be like, all righty, run. You got to avoid it. But then like your dark side of yourself is like, Man, make that right cur make that make that right turn over there. Yeah, you know that's gonna be a dead alley right there. Yeah, now you're suck stucker. Now that dinosaur's just gonna rip you to shreds. Oh, there he goes. Shoot that venom ball. Oh, now he's eating, tearing you up limb by limb. Oh, he's just eating you like a pure snack. Oh my goodness. No, no, there's yeah. like a dark side. <laughs> That'd be enjoying like the that. But there wasn't that many um scenes that um where like the dinosaurs actually ate people. There was like one scene where it kind of did. But really wasn't that much. And I won't go into spoilers in terms of like who makes it out alive in terms of the main cast. For those that might not have seen the movie just yet, though. But yeah, you got like returning dinosaurs in there like Blue. But Blue was not a focus. You saw her at the very beginning. You saw her at the very tail end. So it wasn't so much as the focus on her in comparison to like the first and kind of second-ish movies or whatever, though. But I kind of like the way how it was kind of presented. Yeah, your traditional comedy up in there. The action scenes were really cool. The dinosaur scenes, they, they never fail to impress. Like, they always feel realistic. I don't know how they pull that CGI mess off. I know it cost them in, like, the like the bunch of millions. I don't know if it cost them billions, but I know, like, a crap ton of millions. But it, it never fails to disappoint. Like, they always do a fairly good job making those movies. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it in terms of most of the stuff I've been watching. Unless there's anything else you've been watching, Sonic U. No, not really. I've just been still on my Monster Hunter grind. Mm -hmm. 
Alrighty. Well, I'm pretty sure that's going to basically do it in terms of this one segment. But as I always say, if you happen to leave a comment down in the comment section down below on any show, it can be anything. Unless unless you put down a comment down there, Mario, I am not going to watch whatever you put down there. But, because I know exactly what you're going to put down there, though. But anybody else, you can leave a recommendation down in the comment section down below. And whatever I see is the first one there, I will sit down. If I have access to watching it, I say if. Like, if it's anything on Disney+, Plus, Funimation slash Crunchyroll, primarily Crunchyroll now. I kind of shifted over to that. Or um, Netflix or something like that. If you put down anything down there, I'll watch at least the first episode, and I'll give my thoughts on it in the next segment in the next episode. I have yet to actually fulfill that, though, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe times will be a little bit different, though. But anyway, do that on the YouTube side, and I'll give you a post update on it, though. But that's basically it in terms of this segment. So we'll go ahead and switch over to uh, one of the last major segments, that being uh, what you've been playing. Oh, you already Again, Sonic, you, you did this for the second time in a row. I keep on forgetting. <laughs> it's weird because you get down to the very last segment, and then that's I when you want to say something. Time. I almost made it this time. Almost. Anyway. All right, so in terms of the, the gaming segment stuff, um, shoot, you already heard from Sonic U about that's primarily the only game you've been playing, right? Was this yeah. uh, Monster Hunter Rise? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, because I know you've been playing primarily on the PC, if I recall, right? Like, you yeah. had the game on Switch, but you just developed it on the PC. I didn't get Sunbreak on Switch. Hmm. Are you, though? Maybe. I feel like you may, because I feel like outside of... Uh, who was it? I think Chris, outside of Chris and I think technically Steven, who I guess got it on PC as well, everybody else has it on the Switch, like Alexis, Sylveon, Hacks, all the rest Sonic, of them. Sonic, Bronto. Yeah. So I feel like you're probably going to double dip because I feel like you, you got a couple of your buddies on PC, but everybody else is on the Switch. Yeah. But yeah, so so yeah, it, it's been cool kind of going, seeing you go through and play through that game, though. But it seems, it seems pretty fun. It seems pretty fun. Um, in terms of the stuff I've been playing, I one major focus I want to say is uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes. I think I put about, in the range, about 25 hours into the game or so. I'm about four... Well, I say four. Maybe four, hour, more, maybe four chapters away from beating the game. I started off with the Black Eagles route because, I mean, that's my truck. That's my, or I guess that's like my home is Black Eagles. I mean, it was the same for three houses or whatever, though. But honestly, this game, this is great. Like, in terms of the improvements they made from between uh, Legend of Zelda Age of Calamity to this, like, I hadn't really noticed any kind of a slowdown-ish kind of thing. Like, not nearly as bad as, like, what happened in, um, Age of Calamity, though, but no, this game, it runs fairly smooth. It's really nice. I like the fact that um they're kind of exploring like another what-if thing, so instead of um Violet being the one that will run into Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri whenever they interact with the camp, and when they got attacked by bandits, instead of it being Violet, it's Shez, who's our unique protagonist for this one, though. Male or female, you get to choose or whatever, though. 
And then it seemed like, for the most part, they kind of portrayed Violet as your main antagonist, at least for a good chunk of the story, though. Now, here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you know about this, Sonic Q, though, but by default, when you choose your, your character or whatever, like when you choose to name him and what, you know, you want to do the male or female avatar, by default, when it pops Shez up, his default name is Shez. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm just going to call it that. Now, when Violet pops up, you would think that um, when Violet pops up, it might be called defaulted to Violet, or you think it would be defaulted um, to maybe something else, whatever. But it wasn't. It was called Megazord. And I was like, huh. Really? Yeah. And I was kind of interested. I was like, wait, why is it called Megazord? And then I hit up Alexis. I was like, hey, Alexis, what was um, your avatar for Violet called by default? And he was like, uh, it was called Violet. I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But then I told him, I was like, wait a minute, what was the name of Violet that you named in your three houses save file? And he was like, oh, I went with Violet. And I was like, oh, so it actually takes your three houses save data to see what it's going to be called. Because technically, it could have called, instead of it calling Violet for Alexis, it could have called him whatever his avatar name is similar to mine. But the fact that it didn't, it called it strictly Violet. I was like, oh, it's actually looking in your three houses save, save file data to call it by that default name. So I was like, you know what? Shoot, I'm going to leave mine called Megazard for Violet. I was like, that's actually pretty cool. I kind of like how they did that. So they know if, and recognize if you actually went through and played three houses before playing this game, which is actually really cool. I don't think anybody else have pointed that out. Because I actually ran it through Weedle as well, and everything lined up with his stuff too. So that's actually kind of interesting. I really do like that. Hmm. But yeah, so outside of that, no, the game is great. I like how all the different specials you can do with it. It's kind of different in terms of like the upgrading, like you're upgrading facilities for like your training camp or whatever, your tactics and all of this kind of stuff. So that kind of takes place of all the stuff you used to do back in the uh, the monastery in three houses, like where you used to water the, water the flowers or go fishing or whatever, or eat meals in the dining hall. Kind of similar stuff, just a little bit differently though. But um, the way how it's handled, I, I, I've just been having a blast going through and playing through this. All the, the support conversations and stuff like that, though. You know it ain't. You know it ain't Fire Emblem. You know it ain't Fire Emblem Sonic Q unless I talk about that fan service. Like you know it's real. Like you, you know it ain't Fire Emblem unless I talk about that fan service. So you know when in Fire Emblem Three Houses they got um, the tea times, right? Well, in this one yeah. you got expeditions. So I was like, oh, okay, how's this one different? So basically, you just kind of go out, kind of explore the wild or whatever, though. And then um, it, it's basically like your tea time, but you just ask them questions or whatever, though. Similar to kind of like the tea time or whatever. If you get the perfect one, then you get to look at them, whatever, from like different views, like the headshot or like the body shot or whatever, though. And uh, I had a funny interaction the other day. I, I was like, I was messing with Manuela and I got the perfect uh, expedition with her. I was like, oh, cool. And then I looked down on her and then she was like, she was like, something on the lines of like, son, it's not polite to oogle somebody like that. I was like, Obviously. what the heck? I was like, bruh. I was like, oh no, it, it cracked me up though. But some of those the interactions and stuff with the different characters you can see and stuff, it's actually really cool though. I think all the voice actors did a phenomenal job. Uh, once again, the Ferdinand's voice actor, you know, rest in peace, man. I know it's like one of his last few works that he did up in there though. So I don't know. I've been appreciating kind of going through and seeing his work. Uh, what what he's been doing with his character and stuff though but honestly a really great game if you like 
the hack and slash kind of genre game, I recommend it. Or if you just like Fire Emblem in general, I highly recommend it because they actually kind of delve into other plot points that have been running on the side that wasn't elaborated too much. Like, for example, ones that like for those that slittered in the dark and stuff like that, they kind of went into it a little bit more here. So I'm kind of curious to see exactly where it's going to fully go, especially with Shez. Like his powers kind of originate from those who slither in the dark. I don't know too much beyond that or such. If I did, I wouldn't say it because that's kind of spoilers or whatever, though. But outside of that, I think that's basically all my raw impressions on uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes. Uh, any thoughts on that or anything I basically said, Sonic Q? Um, I was thinking of getting Fire Emblem Three Hopes, but obviously this game is taking up a bit of my time to do that. Oh yeah, because I know Alexis, he was playing Three Hopes, and then I think when Monster uh, Hunter I came know out, for a fact yeah. he would have been done with Three Hopes, but the issue is that he's playing it on hard mode and classic mode. Yeah, which he said he hasn't lost any characters yet so far. And I actually you, I actually lost one on of them normal? before. I, I was had playing on normal. normal. Had yeah. he played on normal, I know for a fact he would have been, been finished with that No, game. he would have been done, because this boy over here, he was committed. He was on level 20 coming out of the demo. I was like, what the freak are you doing? I was only like on level 7 coming out of that demo, or something like that at best. Somewhere in that range, or like level five ish, give or take. No, he grinded a lot in the demo because I guess he was on hard mode. But even then, I think he over grinded and he's still kind of like he's almost doing almost everything you could possibly do up in the game, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, he put in 50 hours or so. I put in 25 and I'm ahead of him in the story. But then again, it kind of makes sense because he's doing it on hard, but even still. If I were to put that many hours on hard, I probably would be further along than where he's even at right now. I don't know. But anyway, the, the game's great. The game's great. Highly recommend. Yeah. So I, I think that... It. Yeah, so that was the main thing I was playing. And then, obviously, what I mentioned earlier in the show, I mentioned how uh, I've been playing through the um, the Live Alive demo. In which case, this game is actually fairly unique. Like, so far, I did the uh, Imperial China one. And right before the show started, I actually went through and played through um, the Japan. I think it's Edo Japan, um, the Japan one. And honestly, the combat is kind of unique. It's like halfway between turn traditional turn base and almost not quite action RPG in the sense that you get to move around before you actually do your turn. Because hear this out. So it's like, imagine a grid-based system, right, Sonic Q? Normally, it feels like a strategy RPG. You'll move your unit to that unit, and that's it, right? Well, it's kind of like a live action-ish, but you still do it on turn. So, for example, when your turn starts off, you have your unit on this grid-based form. You have your enemy off in the distance. You can move as much as you want, moving left, right, up, and down on that grid-based pattern until you do um. your actual move. Now there is really? a charge, yeah, there's a charge meter. So as you move, your charge meter and your opponent's charge meter will slowly go up. Once it's maxed out, you can actually do your move. Normally, if you're moving around, your charge meter is already instantly full. Unless you have some other party members that just recently attacked and are kind of resting to the side and have nerds slowly charge or whatever though. But like the enemies. He will have his charge meter. But the second that it's fully charged, if you get anywhere close to their range, they will automatically attack you. So it's like, okay, so you can get in some double hits, maybe even triple hits, it, depending on like what kind of move you use on them, though. 
before they'll like automatically attack you. Once you use an attack with your turn, if you have multiple people in your party, it'll move to the next person and they get to move around or whatever though. If one of your members happen to fall, you can heal them and revive them with like any HP potion thing. You know, like normally in RPGs, you have like some kind of special item, like a revive or something like that, or something to the equivalent or whatever. But in this yeah. one, you can just use a regular HP item the second they get knocked out. If the enemy hits them twice from the second that they're kind of laying unconscious on the ground, then they're permanently knocked out and you can't bring them back into the battle at all. That's how it kind of mm. works out. So you're kind of moving on this grid pace pattern, kind of gauging your distance between yourself and the enemy, as well as all your other allies. And you're just trying to knock them out whenever you start battles and stuff like that, though. So that's how the combat kind of works. I don't think I've ever played a game that's like this. Like, it's purely unique for me. I play turn-based, I play action-based, but never nothing like this. It's kind of really unique. Hmm. So yeah, so in terms of the demo time length, it's about roughly an hour for each chapter they give you access to, and it's only just the first chapter. So like when I did the China one, it's only been an hour. I got like halfway through the Japan one before I stopped and started the show. So yeah, so that's where I was at in the demo. So all, overall, I really do like the China one. There's like, and golly, visually, these games look absolutely incredible. I don't know how Square Enix does it with the HD2D stuff. They say it's not cheap, and I can see why it's not cheap. I just love the environments and stuff. It just looks really nice. It really does. And you, you said you were going to get the game, right, Sonic? Um, I think I did. Hmm. How much does it normally cost? I'm, I'm pretty sure this is... Well, actually, no. I thought it was going to be 60 bucks, but I think it's actually only 50 bucks. 50 bucks, really? Yeah. So it's kind of caught me by surprise. I think Octopath sold for 60. And I know Triangle Strategy sold for 60, but this one, maybe it's because it's a remake and it's not like a brand new IP. Because technically, it was a game that released on the Super Famicom way back, but it never got localized. Maybe that's why it's marked down to 50. So it's kind of interesting. Maybe. Do you have like a link to this game? Do I have a link to this game? Yeah. Uh yeah, I can I yeah, I can I can give you the link to Nintendo's page or whatever though. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. I I wanna like see it. The... Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Oh shoot. Cause I know on their Twitter account they've been um they've been posting like certain videos of the different time zones. Or not time zones. The different stories. Because it's like everything from like prehistoric where they don't talk at all, which is actually kind of interesting with the voice acting because they're, they're going to be like making a bunch of grunts and noises and stuff all the way to like distant future. So it's kind of interesting the different time zones they kind of picked out from like each era of the story though. But man, the game just looks so intriguing. I'm trying to find a link for you though. I might have to give it. Oh wait, hold on. Aha. Uh -huh. I think I got it now. Pulling it up right now. Yeah, because you can download that demo right now. And the good thing is you can carry over the save progression over to the full game. So whatever you invest in the demo, it, it'll carry over though. I'll go ahead and I think this. I think that's something that most games should be doing. Honestly. Square yeah, Square has a really good habit of doing it. And it seemed like I, I don't know if it was maybe Co um Koei Tecmo that was doing it or what, but the fact they did it with uh with the Fire Emblem um Warriors game, that was actually really nice too. But I'll Wait, go, you post the link? I'll post it in no mic. Alright. 
All right, but yeah, so there, yeah, it is 50 bucks. Yeah, it's 50 bucks. So yeah, so that's pretty good. But yeah, man, oh shoot, really, really good game. Um, And it doesn't come, it, it comes out fairly soon. It actually comes out, oh, uh, do, 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 do. Almost, almost two weeks. Wait, no, wait, no, not two weeks. Three weeks, almost three Sundown weeks. Sundown Kid, Obermaru. Two weeks, Takahara. two weeks, two weeks from Friday. Two weeks from Friday, almost there. Kira and Cube. But yeah, so honestly, yeah, so so it, it, this game is looking to be shaping out to be a really great game. I just hate how the fact it's only it's gonna um, it's gonna release one week before Xenoblade Three comes out. Is this only for Switch? Oh, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it then. Yeah, it is only for Switch. Kind of like how Octopad Traveler was. I kind of hate that. The fact that y'all said y'all ain't going to get it because of Xenoblade 3. Because, um... Well, yeah, like, that's like a you, big game. Both you and Bronto both said that. And I'm like, it, it, it kills me. But maybe you'll go back and get it on the back end. Like, once you're done with the game. Because I know, I know once that game comes out for Xenoblade 3, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to shelve live a lot until I'm done with Xenoblade 3. But the good yeah. thing with Live Alive is because it's eight different stories, I think the average playthrough time to go through and uh, um, beat through all the stories, I think it's like roughly in the neighborhood of like 30-ish hours or something like that. So that means that roughly for the most part, each story is about like a five-hour experience or something like that. So I could go through and probably beat three of the stories before Xenoblade 3 comes out. I feel content with what I'm at right now. Go beat that game. Then come back with Live Alive and experience the other story. So I think it's actually unique in that aspect. So I can get some time out of the game before jumping into Xeno 3. So that's that's my plan on it, at least for me. But um, yes, I think that's pretty much it in terms of most of the stuff I've been going through and playing. And that's basically going to conclude uh, this episode of the Zarkast podcast. Golly, I felt like there wasn't that much news. There really wasn't outside of that direct. But by the time we put all of our commentary up on it, though, I'm, I'm looking at the thing. We're, we're almost going on a little over an hour and a half, though. I was thinking it was going to be an hour. Didn't know if I could stretch this out to an hour and a half, though. But uh, appreciate you being here, man. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to do it for this episode, though. But let the fine viewers know uh, where they can find you at. They can find me on Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, Sanicu on all of them. Except for Twitter. You have to put two U's at the end. Because, um, yeah, there's this, there's this an account that uh, it's been inactive for like years now. So, Bruh. No, I think I remember you saying that the last time. Oh, man, golly. It's rough. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's going to do it for episode 36. I know it is like the, the weekend of the July the 4th. So uh, if you happen to be popping fireworks or anything like that, be safe. Don't annoy the neighbors and stuff like that. And if you're one of those people that was popping it since the beginning of June or literally that, that, that group of people that's like literally like down the block around the corner right there that was shooting it up and like literally like probably the last day of May, like the end of Memorial Day weekend and firing fireworks off. I don't know where the heck y'all still got them. You might've been shelving them for like the whole rest of the, from the, from the previous year just to shoot them off that early. Y'all got to calm down. All right. Now, now with that thought aside, have, have a happy 4th of July. I know I have a good time, though. I had this weekend off. I finally had a weekend off. That, that actually felt kind of good or whatever, though. 
But um, yeah, I'll probably eat some good food. Maybe go watch a good Fourth of July show. All that good stuff, though. But that's gonna do it for this episode, though. So uh, if you really like this podcast episode, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that bell. That way you don't miss any other videos I'm making here on the channel. If you have to be one of my viewers that will be watching this on either Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or even Amazon Music Podcasts, uh, make sure to go ahead and hit the like on those respective outlets and uh, just give a short little review. Just let them know, let people know that uh, we're just a few guys like talking about gaming stuff, Nintendo stuff. If you give me Persona, I'll fanboy over it for a good long time. Golly, mm-hmm. I want my Persona 4 Golden right now, baby, right now. But anyway, though, that, that's basically going to do it for the show, though. So uh, remember, y'all, until whatever video I make next, until the episode uh, 37. I'll see y'all later.